Hello listeners, welcome to the Dream Stream. I am Yiska Cook. Hi, I'm Carla. And um happy to be here. Wonderful. So Carla is our our OG of Dream Stream, and she is a prolific dreamer and a psychologist and a doctor and wise woman. So welcome back. Well, thank you for that um, opening. <laughs> so I I feel like all of the dreams that I have recorded back to, you know, this new year have all been, the big dreams have all been worked. I'm not dreaming that much um, because of the THC situation which I don't know if that affects other people in the same way, but um, sometimes I can remember and sometimes not. But Carla, Carla, you are quite a dreamer and a prophet. So if you would mind sharing your, no, not a prophet, a, a, a seer. You're a seer, not a prophet. But I don't know the difference. I mean, I sort of do. <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. This is where I'm now making you feeling uncomfortable. So, okay, you're a seer and uh, and uh, I'm not gonna call you a shaman, but I might be thinking it, but please regale us with your dream. Oh, I thought you were sharing a dream today. No, I said I don't have one. Oh, My whole thing I is like every dream, every big dream going back to the new year, mm -hmm. I feel like I have worked with mm -hmm. others. You know, I have to say, I'm kind of at the point where I wanted to say all my dreams. Yeah. I want to say none of my dreams. <laughs> it's so hard to pick one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, what you can do is what we used to do in spiritual direction in our training course, which is bibliomancy, which is just opening, opening your journal randomly and trusting that the dream that appears is the one that might want to be shared or like we do this with with books when you have right, a sacred yeah, book and you yeah. did that with a book um the other day um just on the quickening note and i'm told that this is illogical so i will ask you <laughs> my logical spiritual friend so i i hear the earth is spinning faster on its axis so I I connect that to the quickening we're feeling, mm -hmm. but I'm told that that's not logical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think the um, things are shifting, right? Even the North Star is in a is not uh, due north yeah. anymore, right? That there's it's, it's going to to shift um, a certain amount, but I I I'm also taken by um, the bright objects in the sky that they call Mars and Venus and Jupiter, where that wasn't my experience growing up. Um, more about that. <laughs> I mean, I took astronomy in high school. I am no expert, but I did stand outside looking at the stars, you know, for a good amount of my life, especially living um in a you know countryside environment um so you can yeah. see clearly so so these objects that they refer to <laughs> um uh and so, even when you know, what's aka aka mars and venus mars and venus <laughs> and jupiter jupiter uh yeah oh my it's like um <laughs> alice in wonderland saturn <laughs> That's the most interesting of them all. Saturn is, but Saturn is not as visible. But these three, and and it's not moving, so that's really hysterical, right? So this reddish object that's above Aldebaran is just not moving, and that's not typical from what I recall in basic astronomy one hundred and one. Yeah, um, you know, that tends to to move. Um, they have their own course and cycle. Yeah. Um, so, so right yeah so so what is happening you can't google it we can't rely on um 
Freeze dance. <laughs> What's that? Free dance? Freeze dance. Freeze dance. Freeze dance. Well, you know, Pre that when the music stops, you have to freeze. Yeah, play. red light, green light. It's red light. It's green it's light. Red, it's red light right now. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're frozen. We're frozen. But I, I can't do that because those on the um, just uh, podcast, audio podcast, will have no idea that we're just freezing in place. <laughs> I thought you're filming yourself. Well, I am, but I'm also going to put it on SoundCloud. That's my podcast host. And then it will go to other just podcasts. So because maybe you could put the video um, and you. then layer in the audio. I don't know. Darling, we got this. <laughs> Tell me. So, so what was the dream from last night? Oh, um, it was again about the um, the rental uh, building, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So, kind of, um, it's interesting because it's different than the the New Year's dream I had. And the New Year's dream I had was um, was one that I wanted to share with the dream group. And I thought I was going to share it for at the last group because yeah. it was a New Year's Eve dream. And yeah. there were actually three parts to it. So I think I'm going to hold off because this one this morning relates. So there's four parts. Um, and that's what was so nice in our last dream group where um, one of the participants had shared um, their series of three or two or three, I think. And um, and the sequence is um, helpful, I think, at this point, because we're all barely experienced. And yeah. we're not novel. We're not just coming into it trying to figure out. So to me, this um, brings it to another dimension. Yes. Yeah. And, and that is... Um, so let me think of a dream I could share. Okay. I, I'm so sorry. I thought you were sharing a dream today. Oh, I don't have one to share. <laughs> but um, I wanted but to. I, did... Go ahead. I only I wanted to talk about what Stephen, Dr. Stephen Larson, our dream, one of our dream teachers, uh, shared about the ways of looking at the parts of a dream, and he likened it to Greek theater. Mm. First. And he talks about then the crisis, then the lysis, you know, uh, I wrote it down on this phone, but the sound, so that might change our sound a little bit. It's away from the computer right now. But while you're looking for your dream, I will look this up. Uh-oh, we're going to have dead space. Dead space oh, no. for the listeners. Should we sing a song? Yeah, let's sing a song. Row, row, row your boat. Oh, well, yes, of course. I don't think that will retain um, attention. <laughs> attention from listeners. Uh, I will wait for you. Oh, I heard, I heard a song. I, I heard it in my head all week. And then I heard it on the radio in this grocery store. And um, the following song was, I can see clearly now the rain has gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. I love that song. I love that song. And he is so hot. Oh, so I woke up at 3 a.m. watching the video. It's like, oh, wow, he is, he is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he? Who sings that? I forgot his name. Um, I'll send you a link to the video. He's wearing this black leather outfit with a bare chest, but a um, not bare, but like tied. Um, and I actually thought it was, um, I wasn't sure if it was male or female voice, but it was a higher pitched yeah. voice. Yeah. And um, it's not yeah, it was so, it was great 70s video outfit. So I'll just keep thinking, well, we, I can do two things at once. <laughs> okay. I'm not so good at that. Let me hear it, baby. I want to hear your dream. Oh, I don't know. Um, mm, 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 mm. I, I can get my notebook. 
Do you have your notebook? I yeah, it's right now. It's a bunch of pieces of paper. But were you going to say something? I was. I was going to say, you know, my dreams have just been very peopled. So mm -hmm. I've been very social in my dreams, mm -hmm. and many dreams I have kissed or hugged or been intimate with my ex-husband. Like all the time, I'm dreaming about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said to him, because I see him regularly, and I said to him, I don't know what I said, something like, I'm still always dreaming about you. He said, oh, me too. Oh, I never knew that. I never you knew didn't? That. No? Really? Well, I could, I mean, it makes sense. We were married yeah. for however many years. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, yeah. I see that. I, I know. I know it. That he's having dreams about me. No, I know it about the connection between the two of you. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. That, um, you know, it's it's a very um, important, intimate, deep connection that I don't think it's going away. You know? And, you know, it's, it's bittersweet, right? It's comforting on one hand, but it's also, um, you know, it has its own course. It has its own ride and yes. I guess that's the ride of life also I guess it is <laughs> there's no there really is no end point it really no. is just the journey yeah I try to tell that to some people and um I think people kind of fight against that not yeah. you know like like resist that oh, but yeah. I I find that true and the Talmud says the work is not for you to finish but neither you are you exempt from trying. Mm. So that's we're all we're all in this together. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what I say to persons of any age, right? You're never too old. I don't want to hear that I'm too old or I'm too this or I'm too that. Um, mm -hmm. We all have to, you know, get in and um, get dirty and experience the pain and the joys and the sorrow. Oh, um, progression whatever that looks like so you you have so many wonderful nature experiences and to me that's that's the the stuff of dreams in the way of it's you know it's like intuitive there's an intuitive connection with animals and and being in harmony with nature um feels dreamlike and i wonder if you might share some of those uh, nature animal experiences with us. Okay. Um, well, I guess I could share the, the recent one that I had that, that pops into my head. Um, and that was the one with, it was a hawk or a falcon. I'm thinking it might be a falcon because it, I think they're a little smaller, um, but the way it flew was just amazing so I was wearing my blue kind of this color jacket yeah. Yeah. and I was walking up the hill and it tees off at the top of the hill walking with my dog my black um black uh, lab and he's a, a black lab and he was behind me uh, I was nearing the top where it teed off and then all of a sudden from behind came something that went around my side and to the front. Like flying that. level? Flying just there at your level, at your height? At my waist level, yeah. And it was, a f it was not right by my waist, but it was a few feet away, but not that far away. It was rather close. Mm -hmm. And it came from wherever, and then it went boom, right in front. And then dove. I never had an experience like that before. This bird, this bird was using me as um, a camouflage, I thought. Oh, it, it went, it hunted after hiding behind you? Yes. And it went directly to this um, brush straight in front on the ground. And then all these little birds scattered. Oh, that's right. It's falcons eat birds. So they were, I believe, snowbirds. And um, so hit the ground, dove after one, and then flew off. So it came around the left and then went around the right. 
did you see if it got it? I don't know if it did, but it, it came, it was very close. Um, it might have because it was kind of a blur at that point. Yeah. And so it well, was, yeah, it was quite a squirmish. And, um, and you know, I have always aligned with the small birds. Yes. Right. It's the underdog yeah. fighting with the underdog. I've put myself at risk throughout my entire life doing that. And the underdog changes over the years. So someone's an underdog and then they don't become an underdog anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of go to the next underdog and then they don't become the underdog. So I keep shifting. I'm not static. Um, so it, it was an unusual experience for me to then be aligned with this predator, you know, this bird of prey yeah. going for food. I mean, this bird is hungry. And then I really felt aligned more with this bird than what I had in the past of the smaller birds. Oh, interesting. Well, yes. that's because in the past, I have actually intervened because I do feed birds. I feed the, the birds and I've had, um, I would jump out and turn at the moment, it looked like a kestrel, just very small bird of prey, and they are fast and they zigzag yeah. and they're able to go through, I have a brush, um, old lilac building, and they can dive right in for the small birds. And they are stealth because they're so small and weave right through the, the kind of some thickets. And there were moments where I stopped them. Um, just as it was about to happen. <laughs> so, so I've kind of played around in that space. I'm going to tell a tale out years. of school. Here's my tale out of school. Carly, when her cat killed a songbird, she put the bird in October's bowl and didn't feed her any other food until she ate what she killed. Yeah, but she ended up actually not ever eating that bird. <laughs> it was too, it, we were at a standoff. We were like, she's like refusing and I'm like and the bird is just you know becoming uh <laughs> stiff and so uh, Rhea Mortis had set in so it's like okay all right I see we're at a standstill I think you but she didn't hunt birds after that exactly she would actually capture them and bring them and release them inside and so then I would well that's uh, good yeah yeah so then she she kind of realized that she still wanted you to see her prize. Yes, and offer the gift. She was gifting me. Yeah. Um, and so in return, I would give her some, some I guess, what maybe preferred food. Although yeah. she liked to eat the mice. And um, so it's, it's so weird how we have to pick what animals survive and what don't, you know, to play God a bit. And it's it always is uncomfortable. So I have to pick birds over mice. Um, because mice can move more into the house and they bring other issues and whatnot. And so I always did have a heart trap with them. And those little ones are so cute, so little, um, with the long tails and the big eyes. Yelled mice are so So I have a heart. And then I started, what's that? Bowls. Bowls. Yes, I like them too. A little field mice are so yeah, the little field mice probably are some of my favorite because they're literally like two inches big. But yeah, so so this time it was the first in my lifetime where um, where I I was I, I don't want to say forced, but I shifted position. Um, I wasn't forced out of the small birds. Um, um alignment but i was it shifted to align with this other bird you know the larger bird the bird that was hungry um and well that sounds to me if i might uh project if this is my symbol i'm looking at life as a dream and dream as essentially you know foretelling of life I'm looking at life as a dream. I'm feeling that I have now just gone from victim 
or like weaker, weaker things happen to these little birds to, you know, the boss, <laughs> the bird, the bird, yeah. the yeah. bird boss, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm um, so that makes me, if I am the person who experienced this, I feel good. I feel strong and I'm grateful. Don't tread on me. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it was a very profound experience. And, and to me, it was a gift because it's not, it was not something taken lightly, right? You never kill lightly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and a lot of people jump into the predatory role in their mythology um, seemingly early. Mm. And I always wondered why they're so aligned with these predatory animals when they seem, you know, they, and, and instead of the, the smaller, helpless ones, you know. And so I came from it and arrived to it at my own personal journey um, where it, um, yeah, that, that uh, is very awesome. meaningful and special and something I value and do not take lightly. And um, I think it has to come with the wisdom over the years of protecting the smaller ones. Yes. Ooh, that's big girl. So proud of you, big girl. <laughs> I'm growing up a little bit. <laughs> Will you share one of your bear experiences? I always find those really amazing. Uh, oh, and I had a bear dream recently. I shared oh, yeah, that's um, during Candlemas. Um, and mm -hmm. that that was the, the Candlemas dream I had. And then and then there was somebody else at Candlemas or in bulk who had shared their bear experience dream, a dream they had. Yeah. Um, so I, I then thought, oh, okay, I'll share my bear dream since they just shared theirs. Yes. Um, um, so, um, so the dream was, well, the first part, and those were two-part dreams. Um, and the first one had to do with, and I didn't even know this was taking place. Um, I think I dreamt it on that Sunday. Um, and I was at, uh, the Center for Symbolic Studies, there was a gathering, it was very pleasant and upbeat and spirited, and it was uh, a gathering, just a gathering, and pleasant, not super large, but not small, and uh, it was inside and outside, and there was a part, I remember in the, the evening time, Lisa was there, my friend Lisa, and then um, we were gathered in a room and Stephen was there and Robin and they were kind of sitting at the front at the head of this circle. Um, and it reminded me of Candlemas. Um, and I wrote that down in my book, in my journal. And, and then I found out days later, um, what I actually didn't find until that day um, that it was occurring, yes. <laughs> that there was in bulk, um, and I was yeah. invited. Um, Storytelling. That evening, yes. But mm -hmm. then I had this other dream that same night, and I kept forgetting that piece because I was so fascinated by remembering and then it playing out, get, receiving the email that, that day. Um, and the other part was that it had to do with climate change, and I didn't include this when I was sharing it, but it felt like the polar bear, the grizzly bear, and then the black bear, and there was like this sequence, and um, and that the 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 black bears and were were becoming part grizzly. Oh, and um, that the there were patches of of brown fur on the the black bears, and they were coming toward um, my house. Um, which had a different structure to it. So it wasn't, and they were trying to go into the basement and kind of burrow around for food. And there were so many of them, they were knocking into the walls. And oh my. Um, 
Yeah. So they were, there were too many and they had the edge. So they weren't just the black bear where I've had so many beautiful encounters with black bears and they're very dear to me. They, there was the transformation where they were rough and raw and um, kind of just so wild that you could not coexist with them. Um, the coexistence was then destructive because they, they were desperate um, and they were endangering my dog um, and the foundation. So I said, shush, shush, get out of here. Shush, you have to go. And um, they got the message. Yeah, yes, that would do it. But wait, and then, so clarifying question. And then is polar bear the like full transformation? Is grizzly the middle? So black bear to grizzly to polar? I'm just not sure how polar bear fits in. Um, to me, it meant there was, um, there was a certain need of desperation, need and desperation for resources. And, um, and things were, um, but it was at the, the closeness and um, it was related to the proximity and then the um, a destructive piece. Like they, they were just, there was no organization. It was just like cram and because of that desperation. And so it was going to lead to destruction. It reminds me of a children's book I used to read called um, 12 Bears or whatever. And it's like a counting book. And at the end, there's like 12 bears all, all piled in a sleeping heap together. Um, that just so many bears, so many bears. And it, uh, did you feel scared in, did the dreamer feel scared in the dream? Yeah. And how did you feel when you woke up? I felt, um, and I was afraid for my dog, um, you know, because I thought that he, that he's not going to make it. He's not going to survive this. And um, so it was clear I, there was a limit. The limit had been drawn and I needed to create that boundary. And um, yeah, so um, it seemed more of a matter of fact type of thing that this is just what has to happen. And I felt uh, relief. Yeah. Wow. But it was still like, oh, I, I went through that. All these bears. Yeah, they're storming. Yes. Storming. Storming in. They were storming in. There was no, uh, you know, yeah. no niceties there. Right. They were just going to take what they could. Yes. So, um, that's that's awesome and i know you've also had can i just split around with your animal experiences would you please tell us about your frog experience my frog experience you have a frog living in your flower pot with water in it right outside your door do you remember oh yes yes um they, i would usually have a visitor that comes up every spring yes um to live in uh there's a little makeshift pond um not pond but like a you know i guess it was an old koi pond type of thing that was there when i moved in and so yeah i have a nice frog that that comes in every year and uh, we say hello <laughs> we, we say hi there was a black snake that was getting rather close to it a couple times so Actually, I was I was having a, quite a few black snakes um, going after the birds and the frogs, and so I had to limit that also. So talking along with the bears, we had to we had to we had to deal with snakes also. And, I have frogs. Uh, I actually killed one with my bow and arrow. A snake. Yeah. Oh, that's a good shot. It was. It was in a thicket, um, and so the birds were asking for help. So I decided to help them. And it was, again, it's a tough call. I don't like killing. Um, but it seemed to be the right decision at the time because I was weighing um, in both situations and matters. You're, you're good, uh, badass. You know, I love it. If you don't mind me saying, Carly, 
once bought, oh, I don't know if you bought it, but found your BB gun. <laughs> I can't remember why. There was a groundhog in your garden or something. Oh, that was a bow and arrow. Oh, didn't you also had like a, um, what do they call those guns that aren't quite BB guns, but something soft? Can't remember. They called Phelan used to play with them. Yeah, no, I don't think I had that since, but I ended up buying another one. Um, but no, I had my dog um, help me with some. And yeah, I, I had to teach him to to kind of chase them away. And then he cornered one. And then um, we were able to have a heart trap, another one. But again, overrun with the groundhogs too. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what comes when you feed birds. And so if you overfeed or underfeed and so, so I just like leaving a lot of wildlife so they can be self-sustained um, and feed now, I'm feeding a lot less. And uh, the same with the, the building too. So that, um, yeah. it was nice when people were feeding them and uh, I, I hope they had a good time doing that, but it got to a point where it was just um, too much. Yeah. Yes. Well, even, I, even a rat. I saw a rat one day. It was very sad please. to see that I was doing an intake with a person who I never met before. <laughs> and for them to look over and see a rat really was not the image oh, I wanted oh, to give rats. them. It What's wasn't that? that here's your safe space and come into my office. <laughs> In the office? Right outside the big glass window. Whatever. <laughs> yes. I want to tell my frog story already. Start it. <laughs> and then I had the bluebird story where I had to stop traffic. After I share my frog story. Oh, you have a frog story. I do. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, when I used to live by the stream on Jansen, we had so many frogs. We had a frog, a tree frog living up in a birdhouse that we put up in a tree. There was a little frog living there. And um, so and my son is 13 now, when he was three, 10 years ago, and I was outside on the porch with him and just sitting outside and a frog jumped up like three or four steps on of the house to see this baby. And I'm like, yeah, frog just claimed him as his totem animal, you know? And I think that is true and has borne out in so many different ways what frog symbolizes and whatnot. So um, thank you. We, I also have, we also used to have a lot of snapping turtles and also we had ducks and hawks and heron. And now I, I don't have a stream, but I have still in the town. So I'll, maybe I'll see some wildlife flying high above. <laughs> yeah, um, yes, you, you were um, in, a place where you were on the edge of town. Um, so there was a gathering of, of, of some of those creatures that were on stream. So lovely. The stream. The oh, yeah. Stream, so the heron. What kind of ducks? What kind of oh, ducks? Mallards. Little oh, you did have mallards. Oh, how sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was very sweet until there was a lot of babies. And then until a snapping turtle started yeah. pulling them down by their feet. Oh, they were in the stream. Drowning them or whatever. And then it got a little bit traumatic. Yeah. Well, the animals are not fluffy, furry critters that we just want to snuggle. <laughs> they, they definitely have their pecking order. And it's, it is eat or be eaten. It's, 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 it's rough out there. It's rough out there. And, um, and again, it goes back to picking and choosing. And, and it is funny, I think, kind of when we pick these animal totems, I'm, I don't, I kind of moved away or I never really bought into it. Like I, I, I always had an affinity for frogs, but just because I like them. Um, and again, it kind of went to the saving. I used to save them from a chlorinated pool. Um, and I just thought they were adorable how they would swim and their legs. And I just thought they were really cute, but, but yeah, I, I think I'm moving away from this. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm of two mindsets: overly symbolic place and yeah, you know, so hyper symbolism, where I, I, that I, can lead towards other things. 
I used to feel eagle was very much my totem. And I would dream of eagle. I've shared some of these eagle dreams, so many eagle dreams. And um, in one dream, an eagle was standing like a man and um, smoking a feather. Wow, wow, that's me. Wow, that's interesting. And the eagle put another feather into my back pocket for me, um, which was, you know, so, so I was like, okay, I'm eagles my totem. I mean, what can you say after that? But um, but so many other eagle dreams. Eagle arises out of the Ashokan Reservoir, big head, biggest life, you know. And I'm on this little in this child's tube, you know. And eagles, big. I've had so many eagle dreams, but I haven't had any, you know, in a couple of years. So I think maybe eagle said, okay. I'm not going to be your totem right now, or maybe he still is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow, those are some fascinating dreams with Eagle. I know. That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, Eagle's just phenomenal. But yeah, I'm right. I wonder. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be dormant, it could be yeah. um, just something else has to come forth right now. Um, do you have another animal that has come to you? Um, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, hens. I have hens. My <laughs> next door neighbor, or you know, Crossway has hens, and sometimes they come out. And the woman who lives in the apartment next to mine uh, grows grows things, and she always has little things to feed the hens. And so Camilla Hen, the red one, jumped up on her porch, her little porch, and instead of you know knocking on the door, knocked as if knocking on the door on the porch, packing. was knocking for her. Mm-hmm. She came out, you know, and uh, so I feel really connected with these three hens, but I don't feel totem connected. I don't even know what that would mean, hen. I don't feel dreaming of any birds um, uh, because throughout the day I see tons of animals so yes. I could never like oh this is that you know I would be inundated with animal totems in one day you know like like well, where do we draw the line well I think I think yes what animals come to us in our dreams is a really significant way I've also dreamed of a, a little snake coiled around my wrist like a bracelet and I've had other snake dreams I always felt like snake also was claiming me as a totem I I just as I'm claiming it as my totem animal um but um my friend a friend of mine but I guess that's it also that right it depends what you encounter and how often in the natural environment right Mm -hmm. so so if if someone in the city was to have a little dragonfly land on their finger that may be really special. Um, yes, special versus me just walking out in my yard, even though that's special too, but because dragonflies don't always land on you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But it's more likely to happen. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. Oh, I was gonna tell a friend of mine had a dream. She was camping out and you know, sleeping in a sleeping bag. And when she woke up, this is her dream. When she woke up in her dream, she was lying with a bear. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, bear has claimed you. Mm-hmm. you know? And I don't mean that in a scary way. Mm-hmm. Bear doesn't own you now. Bear's like, bear sharing of bear's powers mm-hmm. is how I interpreted that. Mm-hmm. Bear is like, like the wise woman almost. You know, bear knows all the, the roots and the plants and the berries and um hibernation you know too and I think that's a powerful totem I um yes yes it's uh it's also I'm struck by right at times I have animal dreams where there's an alignment and other times there's just that fear right that natural um eat or be eaten um like what they actually are in the environment Often, if you were to see a um, venomous snake 
uh, and often animals, they don't want much contact with humans. Um, right. So they do their own thing. But um, if you were in a different context, um, say, and then it was more set up as um, conflictual versus friendly. And it's right. so interesting, right? The differences, because other times the animals are very friendly and um, have even human features or characteristics um, in the sense of personality um, versus their general that. animal uh, selves. Yeah, say more about that. Human characteristics on animals? Sure. Like, I guess, as you were saying, the bear sleeping in the sleeping bag, that's yeah. a human characteristic. Yes, um, oh, I see. So you're talking about specifically, are you talking about specifically in the dream? The friendliness, right, in the dream. In the the dream. friendliness of yeah. um, animals uh, syncing up with humans um, versus then their, their natural environment um, personalities. <laughs> Hi. I think that- so tall. They're teens, big kids. So I think that- um, my very first eagle dream that I can remember happened when I was living in New Mexico. I must have been like 26 or something. And, um, and I had a dream that there was a bald eagle sitting up in a tree. So I climbed up the tree and I was sitting with the bald eagle. And the bald eagle was telling me, talking to me like a human, telling me, that a baby was going to be born in some tribe. It was a Native American, uh, like original people's dream. I was in New Mexico. So um, the baby was going to be born and then the, by it with a midwife. And I um, and I was just listening. And then all of a sudden, in, in waking, like my alarm went off. And, but in the dream, I was struck by lightning. I guess my dream needed to make sense of this, you know. So uh, that I felt like that was my first. Oh, I just am realizing how power that powerful it is That's to be powerful and get struck by lightning. lightning and I yeah. like that was my first of my eagle dreams. Wow! Wow! Yeah. And then you got pregnant soon after. Okay. Uh, yes, I did. Right. I did. Yeah, I got pregnant in twenty six. So was that, and you were how old? 25? When I dreamed this? Mm -hmm. I was probably 26. Oh, okay. Earlier, earlier, I don't remember. Or you were already pregnant? No, I got pregnant when I lived in New Mexico. Oh, you did? So you got pregnant after the dream? Yes. Or before the dream, after the dream, shortly after? Either, either or. Okay. <laughs> One, one or the other. Did you always have a connection with uh, eagles prior to this? Um, I think that may have started it. And then I was I loved living in New Mexico because that's where eagles lived at the time. And, I and then when I moved here to the Mid-Hudson Valley, I was not sure. I had been moving every four months or so. I was kind of running, chasing my tail, running away from life for, for so many years. And then I decided to get stable. I had a baby, you know, and, um, and I, I went to the Chocan Reservoir, which was near where I lived in Accord, and I saw the eagles. And I thought, okay, then I am home. Because I, I want to live somewhere where the eagles live. Can you talk about your connection to eagle? prior to the dream? Um, well, eagles on the quarter. True. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, it may have, I may have thought about, you know, America uses the eagle as a, a high symbol and the natives similarly have the eagle. And, um, uh, I'm honestly not really remembering before the dream, my connection with the girl. I would say I almost didn't have one, hmm. except I may have thought about the fact that a lot of countries and, and peoples use eagle as a, like the Roman empire used to eagle 
as its symbol. Yeah. Okay. So a head of state symbol or head of government, um, politics, and um, money. You mentioned quarter, so currency. Yeah. And um, eagle flies the highest, and so you know, in the in the Native American animal cards, um, in the Choc David Carson, who's Choctaw Indian, was taught that the eagle symbolizes spirit. So um, um, I don't want to get confused with hawk, who is the messenger. So hawk is messenger, but eagle is spirit, because the eagle is almost as high as God, spirit. So uh, while I see it also has to do with politics and money in, in what you're saying, it's also the height of spirit, the animal that can symbolize that. And touch lightning. Which is even higher. Yeah. You know, I, I used my, I used to have a mantra. I'm trying to remember exactly. I told this, I used to work out at a gym when I was more able in my body. Um, and I had a thing, I don't remember, I was having, oh yeah. My husband was separating from me so, and everything. I felt like I had fallen into a deep hole and I needed like a leg up. I just, I was falling apart. And um, so I, I made up a mantra that says eagle flies above the clouds above the storm mm -hmm. eagle flies above the storm and i i honestly i didn't remember any of that until right now so that was my mantra to get through my separation wow eagle flies above the storm mm -hmm. get caught up in it mm -hmm. see it from mm -hmm. a higher perspective yes right yes mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I, eagles have flown over my house. Which yes. Is just now they're eating garbage. <laughs> What's that? Now they're eating. There were problems in Portland where they're eating garbage. And oh, no. I, I have a friend who insists that they're just scavengers. And the golden eagle, that is the superior one, because the bald eagle is scavengers and they only eat the, the dead. Uh, well, they don't really hunt. And I'm like, oh gosh, I can't go on these debates about eagles. <laughs> I want to, well, I, I have a person who just loves golden eagles. Like they are just affinity for golden eagles. I just want to say a golden eagle's feather. Wow. That someone who was living in Montana, he was a rock climber. He climbed up and he, there was a dead eagle in the rocks. Mm -hmm. He took some of the feathers and he gave me one. Well, I and wonder why it was a dead eagle in the rocks. They die there. Huh. I don't know. I don't know their habit if they go, like, go somewhere to die, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, but, I, but bald eagles are my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm an East Coast girl. Mm -hmm. I like black bears and bald eagles and i think what the the story was that um the united states adopted the bald bald eagle because they are prettier than the golden eagle um or that that was was thought that um that was a story that was relayed to me uh, but yes so well now i need to go and learn all about the differences between the eagles because i've got you know bug in the rug or whatever that expression is <laughs> an earworm or whatever i must know and luckily it's easy for us to know because it's knowledge is at the tip of our fingers we have a chat gpt gpt chat gpt that's the um it's the ai system oh um, the, the chatbot yes chatbot it makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> well, let's see what the eagle says. What does the eagle say about these things? Oh, no. oh eagle, please come in my dream. And I also incubated a dream last night because I know THC can affect my dream life. Not always, but I chose, and I know I get very stiff in the night. And so just to be clear, I 
I smoke, I might also smoke recreationally, but I smoke or vape or whatever um, because I am so stiff. My, I have MS, as many of our listeners know, my legs get so stiff in the morning. My calves, my feet can cramp. And, um, and so I like to, I don't know that it would even last nine hours or eight hours of my sleep. It probably wouldn't, but I chose not to vape because I wanted to remember my dreams. And I incubated the dream and I asked nicely and I, I said, please, <laughs> but I don't know, I didn't know. I did dream. I know I did. I just don't remember it. Were you incubating a certain dream? I just was incubating, remembering my dream. Oh, just overall remembering. Okay. That's what went wrong. Because I wasn't incubating a, like a conundrum or question in my life, in which case, Hopefully the dream would have come. I was just wanting to remember it. Maybe that wasn't right. Maybe that wasn't the right way. So Carly, I'm so glad to talk with you. Thank you. It's nice talking with you also. Thank you. Um, we weren't able to have our traditional dream group uh, this morning. Yes, so. We have so, this impromptu visit. I look forward to your um your dream that you're going to your new year's dream that you're going to share at the group very much look forward to that and our listeners i i feel and it seems that carly may feel this way too but i will let her speak for herself i feel that the dreams we have like the first dream we have in the new year or if we can't remember it like i give myself three days or how, until i have the first dream of the new year and i feel like that could be indicative of the year to come could point me in a certain direction or not you know i hope it i hope i hope it will be good for all of us and um i will very much enjoy hearing your dream what do you think about um because that this dream it felt like a new year's dream ish but i had it a few days prior to new year's Okay. Um, so actually, now that you mentioned that, I will go back and look to see what I had after New Year's. But there were two big dreams and a third because they were all um, like two nights apart. So there were multiple dreams in a night. Um, so there was a sequence of three okay. um, and having to do with building and, yes, and, um, and then I've had so many, I'm like, I, as I mentioned, I'm backlogged. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, I could share a bunch. Um, yeah. So, well, this has been very enjoyable. So thank you. And, and I would uh, like you to please stay on after I turn off the video with the wider group because I have to ask you something. Okay. My friend. All right. <laughs> so I just want to say this. I know this was a little odd, but nevertheless, I hope you enjoyed this dream stream. And I... Hope you'll subscribe and that well you'll join us again. Hold the mood, mood to king. Bye bye. Thank you.